You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Luke, chapter number 17. This is a passage that I've turned to a number of times uh, in regards to uh, thankfulness and I sure do. Uh, I love Thanksgiving for many reasons. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, I, you know, Thanksgiving's a great day, right? We think about eating and uh, I don't like, I was telling my son this, I was telling Evan this the other day, I said, uh, I heard somebody say, say something like Turkey Day. I said, I don't like Turkey Day that much. Uh, you know, it's already kind of, uh, seems like it's already minimalized anyway, Thanksgiving, and then calling it Turkey Day to me. And again, you, you call it Turkey Day and I'm not mad at you, uh, but, uh, but you'll not normally catch me calling it that. It's Thanksgiving, and uh, I thought leading up to this time, and I could do it any time of year, I suppose, but I, I heard somebody in the title of message, or I read a devotion, I can't remember what it was, but, uh, but it was on a question, whatever happened to Thanksgiving? Whatever happened to Thanksgiving? And, uh, and of course, you could use that, you know, kind of a play on words a little bit. Uh, in other words, you go in the store the day after Halloween, and the Christmas trees are up, right? Uh, and it's, it's garland. And, and I love seeing a lot of that because I love uh, Christmas time. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's almost like, well, what about Thanksgiving, you know? What about Thanksgiving? And did you know that there is a, uh, there's a predominant part of our culture that the way, I mean, if you look at, uh, and I, I'm not trying to be political here, but uh, if you look at some of the socialistic ideas and so forth, uh, you can cut all this first part out to show you while I'm umming and on and uh, shooting from the hip here on politics. But, but no, there's, there's generally speaking a group of people that are never happy. They're never happy. It seems like there's always, uh, I, I was listening to something today and there were all these different people talking about that it's, this is the worst time in America. And it hadn't been this bad since, uh, you know, since the Depression or since, uh, or this is akin to uh, the times when uh, the, the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower. And it's like that. It's, and I'm just like, man, this is a great time. And we're blessed. And there's just some people uh, that aren't happy. And we live in a, a, a lot of the culture and a lot of the welfare state doesn't produce a lot of thankfulness because we're always owed and somebody's supposed to be taking care of us. Um, but that's not uh, the way it is, man. We've got a, we've got a good God uh, that takes care of us. We need to be thankful for that which we have. Uh, somebody says, I want what's coming to me, what we deserve. I believe we deserve hell tonight. Right. I really do. Uh, and I, I know that we do. Uh, but I'm glad that that's not what I've got. I've got a whole lot more than that. Amen? And so, uh, so uh, without uh, further introduction, if you want to call that introduction, uh, I'd like to go to Luke 17 tonight. Luke 17, verse number 11. And the Bible says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. I'm sure glad Jesus didn't mind going through Samaria, uh, a place where a lot of other folks would not want to go. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, 
That would bother a lot of church people, wouldn't it? Uh, And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And so we get a good lesson about thankfulness uh, in this passage. Of course, it, it begins with ten unclean men, uh, these men that were lepers. And, and it's interesting that there were Jews uh, and a Samaritan that were kind of mixed together. Uh, that's right, just come on right on in. Uh, there were Jews and a Samaritan uh, mixed together. They normally did not associate, but when you're lepers, I guess some of that stuff just goes out of the window because even the Jewish men that were lepers are now uh, rejects from society as well. By the way, a leper was somebody, they were total outcasts. Uh, by law, uh, instead of them crying out, Jesus, uh, Master, have mercy on us, by law, one of the things they had to say whenever uh, approaching or someone was approaching them was they'd have to cover their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. And that was their existence. Thus was their existence. They could not come into contact with people. They could not be um, around people that weren't well. And so uh, they were all outcast. Uh, but these men cried out, Master. And I love this word, Master. It's also used uh, when uh, in Luke chapter uh, 5, verse 5. But I love when, when Jesus, when Peter cried out and said, uh, Jesus, Master. And when he called him Master. But the idea behind Master is chief commander. Master, the one in charge. And so these men, their very cry out to the Lord was a cry of faith. And I hope and encourage you, when you cry out to God, cry out in faith, believing. Uh, remember the God that you're crying out to. Remember the God that you're praying to. And so they cried out, uh, Master, Chief Commander. And they knew that Jesus was totally in command of even disease and death. And they trusted that He could help him. Uh, that, they could, that He could help them. The account continues by referring to the nine ungrateful men. And it is remarkable. Uh, notice the way this thing of faith works. They cried out in verse 13, Have mercy on us. The Bible says, verse 14, And when He saw them, He said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And if you study the law of leprosy, that's what the men, that's what someone was to do. If they felt like they were healed of their leprosy, or if they felt like they had leprosy, a lot of times it'd be the priest that uh, was the one who would give that diagnosis. But they would also, if they were healed, they would go to the leper or go to the priest, and the priest would be the one who would approve and confirm whether or not they had been healed. Uh, so here they are, men that had been lepers for we don't know how long, and Jesus just simply says to them, Turn and go to the priest. Go show yourselves to the priest. In other words, uh, act, act on what I've just said. Uh, do what I said. Go show yourselves unto the priest. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to heal you, but it was indicated and implied that he would heal them or that he had healed them. And I love the faith of every one of these men. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. See, there's a lesson of faith right there. Because a lot of times we ask God for something, just like in this case, they said, Master, have mercy on us. No doubt they were crying out for healing. They wanted to be... Listen, how about... Leprosy, by the way, was a picture of sin. They wanted their families to be restored. 
They wanted their they wanted their lives to be restored. They wanted what had been taken from them from this disease to be restored. And I'm telling you, it's a lot like sin. Sin can rob you, amen? And we talk about this all the time, but the Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Satan comes to destroy, uh, sin destroys, sin separates, sin tears apart, uh, sin will take you further than you want to go, sin will keep you longer than you want to stay, uh, sin will cost you more than you want to pay. Uh, sin is often appealing, but sin always has a price tag to it. And sin separated. Uh, but Jesus, thank God, had mercy on these men. But it's awesome that as they went, they were cleansed as they turned their way see a lot of times they they could have said okay Lord but before we go maybe you need to heal us first but Jesus said you just need to do what I told you to do any of you parents ever said something like that Some of you parents need to say something like that. Amen? Uh, That's what I told you to do. That's why you're doing it. Uh, But this is what I told you to do. Do it. Jesus said, I love this, Jesus said to the man that had the withered hand, uh, he came and he said, Lord, would you heal me? Jesus says, well, stretch forth your hand. That man could have said, well, Lord, that's the problem. But he didn't. By faith, he just said, okay. And he was able to stretch forth his hand. See, it's the power of God's Word that enables us uh, and, and, and that it, it brings about the miracle in our life. And it's faith in God's Word. It's acting on faith. That, that man did not have the power to, to uh, stretch his arm forth. These men did not have the power to be healed of leprosy. But by following and obeying God's Word, trusting God's Word, uh, they were healed. This man was healed. Uh, the different ones. Uh, how about the ones that, that are lepers? Jesus will say, rise up and walk. I mean, not that are lame. Rise up and walk. Uh, right? I mean, it's amazing. But so God worked a miracle in this man's life. And I'd like to ask you today, how many in here has God done something for you in your life? And you know, that's kind of the point of of what we're doing tonight. And we're going to give you an opportunity to testify about that in just a moment. What God has done in your life, the goodness of God in your life. I want you to think, I want you to think about the things. I want you to think about specific things. You know, we could just easily generically say our health. By the way, we aren't specific enough, especially with our blessings, our thankfulness. And a lot of times we're not, we're not specific enough when we confess our sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Amen. That's, that's virtually pointless. A lot of times we're not careful. We, it could be the same way when we're thankful. Lord, thank you for my blessings. Well, you know what? Uh, the songwriter had it right when he said, count your many blessings, amen? Count them. Name them one by one. Because you, know you know what we do? You think about this. Do we not enumerate our problems? Well, this is happening. That's gone wrong. This is... A, and, and, and on top of that, we sure do enumerate those, don't we? We count them one by one. And it makes them bigger and bigger and bigger. But see, why don't we do that with the blessings of God? Well, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm blessed, I guess. I got my health. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. What do you mean your health? Let's, let's think about that. Let's start naming some things. Let's start naming some things that you have uh, with your... Let's start... Well, thank God for my family. Well, well, tell me more about that. Let's name that. Let's talk about that. How good has God been to you? I mean... Think about the things specifically. Think about the things in detail that sometimes we're forgetful to think about. I, I love what uh, I heard a, heard a story years ago that said he tried to, uh, about a man that tried to uh, count his blessings. And he said, man, he said, I start counting my blessings. He said, every time I get down, I just started trying to count my blessings. He said, but I never am able to count and figure out how many blessings I got because before it's over with, I start shouting and I lose count. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen. And I lose count. Uh, Man, we need to start keeping track of our blessings. We need a spirit of thankfulness. Because I'm telling you, thankfulness and faith, they go together. Because if we're thankful and we realize this great God we have, uh, it's going to produce thankfulness in our hearts. We... God has done so much for us. Now, these men, nine of these men, were guilty, not of not exercising faith, because they exercised faith. They were all healed. They were all cleansed. But Jesus says in verse 17, Where are the nine? Where are the nine? It reminds me, and this could be illustrated in so many ways, you know. But let, tell me if you can identify with this. A man uh, that uh, is, uh, is taking his wife Christmas shopping. They come into a busy uh, parking lot at the mall and cars everywhere. Uh, would y'all believe one time, uh, I, I used to be so much about parking places, I guess I still am, I actually somehow convinced Melanie to get out of the car and I said, stand in this spot till I come back around. <laughs> anyway, uh, and she actually got out and stood there for a minute before it dawned on her like, I'm not standing here. What am I going to do in a car drive? I'm not going to say stop. And uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> But this man, he drops his wife off and he says, Lord, I sure would appreciate a good parking spot. And he drives up and, and, he, and he goes up and he comes down and he comes down again and he's coming back up right toward the main entrance. And sure enough, just one right past the handicap spot, uh, one right past the handicap spot. How many of you carry a handicap tag of your grandma just so you can get a good parking spot at Christmas? <laughs> Hopefully none of you. I'm just kidding, all right? Uh, but just a, a place right beside the handicap spot opens up. Car pulls out. He pulls right in. Says, oh, never mind, Lord. Person pulled out anyway. You see what I'm trying to get at? A lot of times we'll pray. Oh, Lord, you know, I pray. Think about all the times we've prayed things. Y'all be praying for me. I've got a doctor's visit. I've, I've, I've got some concerns. Uh, you know, oh, you know what? They wasn't no use for all that praying. I was fine after all. Y'all pray for me. I hadn't been feeling too good. Oh, never mind. Y'all didn't have to pray for me. I, I ended up feeling pretty good anyway. You see what I'm saying? I'm getting at is that sometimes we're bad about that. I guess I didn't really need to pray after all. It all worked out. Uh, well, maybe God answered your prayers. Amen. And I can hear that cynical person say, well, maybe He didn't. Maybe it just worked out. Uh, uh, maybe so. Uh, but I tell you, why not give God the praise and the glory? Amen. And so these men, they turn. Jesus had to ask that question, where are the nine? And I'd ask, where are you? I hope the Lord's not asking, where are we? Amen. I hope God's not. I mean... God had blessed these men. God had given these men their lives back. God had been good to these men. Because you want to know why? Because God loved these men. Just like He loves you. He cares about you. Just like He cared about them. He cares about you so much. That's why He's good to you. That's why He wants to bless you. And and, and I'm not saying there's not difficulties. We understand all that. Life is hard. These men were sick. There was a lot that maybe they weren't going to get back. But I'm telling you, God was trying to work a miracle in their life. And by the way, did you ever think about this? It was their problem that led them to come face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you know that's how problems normally work? Did you know that how, that's how even tragedies often work? Amen. They can put you on a path to where you can have a miracle done in your life. And that's exactly what happened with these men. Uh, you know, what if they hadn't got leprosy? Well, that would have been nice not to get leprosy, but I'm telling you, what about you get leprosy, but then Jesus heals you, and you come face to face with the Creator, and He does a miracle in your life. Uh, And that's how God works. 
Where are the nine? Well, notice this. Those nine went on, but the one man, what did he do in verse 15? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. I mean, it just dawned on him, and he just said, Hallelujah. We've been in the book of Jonah in Sunday school. Kurt's been doing a great job in on that and uh, there in in Jonah's prayers he said he spoke about having a voice of thanksgiving thanksgiving needs a voice and it needs to be our voices thanksgiving needs a voice the voice of thanksgiving this man came out and cried and fell on his face and with a loud voice Amen. hallelujah <clears throat> i could see somebody sitting next to him and saying what well, People's going to think you're a fool. You know, uh, listen, I, I like praising the Lord and rejoicing. Uh, I like praising the Lord and rejoicing in church, out of church, wherever. Uh, but I tell you, I, I, I've, I've told you and shared with you, I can't tell you the times that I've been in church and man, I've just all of a sudden started thinking, hallelujah, I'm sure glad Jesus spoke to me and said, you know, uh, that I've made you whole or I've healed you or I'm going to work a miracle. <coughs> I hear one of His promises in my life. And I'll just have to say, Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Amen. And it's not uncommon, especially in church, y'all look at me funny a lot of times anyway, but it's not uncommon. I've been sitting in church. <laughs> you know, looking, y'all didn't see me. Looking me up and down. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. There's something right with me. Amen? Amen. And what's right with me is God's done something in my life. What I'm saying is, one thing, listen, I, I can't tell you the times, and man, I, I want to encourage you in this. And I know what people say. I, I've had people, I had people tell me, uh, still tell me this, but from the time I ever even told somebody I was coming to South Dakota, don't try to make it a southern church. I don't even know what that means exactly. But actually, I do know what it means. You know what that means a lot of times? Don't try to teach them people about praising the Lord. God forbid. Midwestern people, they don't know how to praise the Lord. And it, it, would, it, would, offense, it, it would offend their cultured sensibilities to praise the Lord. Don't you try to, don't you try to praise the Lord. Hey, don't be too loud. Don't be preaching like that. You better turn it down. And by the way, get you a western shirt and wranglers and cowboy boots. And I'm like, what? You know? I'm like, no, I'm just going to be... How about this? How about God called me to come preach here with His and to preach His Word here? Why don't I, not, you know, Wrangler Bob... Why don't I just come here and preach what thus saith the Word of God and you can go on and do and wear your boots and your robes and flip-flops wherever you go to try to blend in. I just want to be myself and I want to preach what God's Word says. And guess what? God said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And you know what? He glorified God with a loud voice. I've had people come up to me, and here's where I started saying this. And they said, oh, preacher, man, God stirred in my heart. And I've had people tell me, boy, I just about shouted and praised the Lord today. (laughs) Really? Oh, preacher, I was so excited I could have jumped up and down. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? I'll tell you why. Listen, we need not let the fear of man, we need not let, uh, you know, Bad logic come in. Yeah. Well, I don't want to bring attention to myself. 
You're not bringing attention to yourself. People, you're bringing attention to God. But the problem is, is we need to learn how to embarrass the flesh. That's right. Amen. That's good. Yes. That's good. What kind of what? How's the Holy Ghost really feel about that? I mean, he he's trying to bless you. He's trying to to he's trying to just fill your heart with some joy. I mean, he's trying to fill your heart with the kind of joy uh, that Stacey Moffat's going to feel on Friday, maybe. <laughs> or that Bud's going to feel on Friday. Amen. Bud's not going to be that excited if Nebraska wins, but, <laughs> but he'll be happy. But he's trying to fill you with... Uh, that's what I'm talking about the Iowa-Nebraska game, okay? That's Friday, isn't it? Uh, okay, he... He wants, to, he wants to fill your heart with that kind of joy and, and, and gratitude and thankfulness. And, and uh, man, you don't, you're not worried about it. You're not thinking, oh my goodness. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't really want somebody to think that I think I'm too big of a fan or that I'm a bigger fan than they are. And I sure would be embarrassed if they found out that I... What? Why don't we think about that? You know, I mean, if Mississippi State could win a big SEC game, we're not worried about what other people are thinking. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt, I just... Ole Miss, why do I always get that mixed up? <laughs> I try not to look at you. <laughs> Amen, Kim, where's she at? All right, she's with the kids. But anyway, uh, no, listen, what I'm saying is, why is that Okay. Why is it okay for somebody to act a fool over something like that? And I'm all for acting a fool over sports. You know me. But why is it, why is it okay for that? And it ain't, it ain't, it, it's not okay for me to act a fool for Jesus. Right. And I don't mean act a fool, but you understand what I'm saying. Why can't I just get excited? Why do I got to give a rip what other people are thinking about? Yeah. Oh, but preacher, they're going to think we're a charismatic church. <laughs> and they're going to think this. Oh, who gives a rip? What's God going to think? What's the one who told me to praise Him going to think? What's the Holy Ghost who's breathing in my life and blessing me? And He's trying to say, man, come on, I'm going to try to give you a blessing. I'm going to trip over this thing before it's all said and done. Uh, but listen, I, but no, 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 no. How about, how about grieve not the Holy Spirit of God? How about quench not the Spirit? How about just... Thank you, Jesus. That's a lot of times how it starts. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. And I tell you, and I know all about this. Well, maybe I'll do it, but I'm not doing it tonight because you're trying to get me to. How many? How many? How many? Be honest. All right? <laughs> Someone says, I feel like you're trying to get me to shout, I am! Amen. And God is too. That's why I told you to do it, for goodness sakes. Amen? Uh, and praise the Lord. Uh, but He did it with a loud voice. He praised the Lord. He wasn't worried about what other people think. He was just so grateful. See, the problem with a lot of these churches is they do just try to work some, some kind of emotionalism and, and, and it's just all a big show. That's not what we're talking about. It's just a grateful heart of a redeemed sinner, somebody that had lost everything, somebody that their life was going nowhere but to ruin, and God has done something in my life, and the Lord has blessed me and worked a miracle, and so you know what? I'm just going to praise Him for a while. Amen. And I don't give a good glorified rip what anybody says about it. Amen. And so, uh, I'll try to close out my part with, uh, with this part. There's, a, there's an old hymn uh, by, the, by the title, now thank, we, now thank We All Our God. There was a, uh, a minister by the name of Martin Rinkhart um, who ministered during the Thirty Years' War. 
uh, his, it was interesting, when he was 31, he, took, he went to minister at this particular church back in his hometown, and uh, he, uh, he, he pastored there for 31 years during the 30 years war. So the, thir- the 30 years war pa- started right after he came to town. Um, and so basically he pastored, <laughs> the, the extent of his pastoring before he died was during the 30 years war, uh, which in Germany, uh, for the German people, uh, some argue was even bloodier and, and more devastating than what World War I and so forth would have been in the years that followed. Um, he conducted as many as uh, 40 funerals a day. Uh, including that of his own wife. Um, and uh, let me uh, give, get, get back here to where I'm trying to start at. Um, again, the Thirty Years' War broke out right after he went back to his hometown. He was having to quarter enemy soldiers in his house uh, because they were taking over the place. Uh, the plague of 1637 also came to their region. Uh, And in this one year, 8,000 persons died. Uh, The whole of the town council except three persons. A terrible number of school children and clergymen of the neighboring parish were all carried off. And Rinkhart had to do the work of three men. And that's where he started doing... uh, uh, He had to be doing ministry for three different churches trying to make up for those other ones that died. Uh, He buried more than 4,000 persons, uh, but through all his labors, he himself remained well. Uh, The pestilence was followed by a famine so extreme that 30 or 40 persons might be seen fighting in, in the streets for a dead cat or a dead crow. 30 or 40 people out in the streets fighting over just uh, anything that they could possibly eat. Rinkhart gave away everything but the barest rations for his own family so that his door was surrounded by a crowd of poor, starving wretches who found it their only refuge. Uh, After all this suffering came the Swedes once more and imposed upon the unhappy town a tribute of $30,000. Rinkhart ventured to the camp to entreat the general for mercy. And when he was refused, he turned to the citizens who followed him, uh, saying, Come, my children, we can find no hearing, no mercy with men. Let us take refuge with God. He fell on his knees and prayed with such touching earnestness that the Swedish general relented and lowered his demand at the last of 2,000 florins. So great was Rinkhart's own losses and charities that he had the utmost difficulty in finding bread and clothes for his children. And he was forced to mortgage his future income for several years. Yet, how little his spirit was broken by all these calamities, two weeks in a row, boys, uh, is shown by uh, his best-known hymn, Now Think We, O God. And it's cool because he wrote a bunch of hymns and they all express uh, things of uh, trust and God's power and thankfulness. But this hymn started out, he actually initially wrote it because this would be said at their table every day. It would be said at their table uh, when they said grace. But his, the song went like this, Now think we, all our God with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done in whom this world rejoices, from, from who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of loves and still is ours today. Oh, may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us. 
and keep us in His grace, and guide us when perplexed, and free us from all ills in this world and the next. All praise and thanks be to the Father, now be given, the Son, and, and Him who reigns with them in the highest heaven, to one eternal God, whom, he, whom earth and heaven adore, for thus it was, was, is now, and shall be evermore. I just think it's awesome that out of all that adversity, literally his entire ministry, half of his, his life was pretty much 30 years straight of adversity. But yet that was said and spoken in their home every day. He was known to have a spirit of thanksgiving, an attitude of thanksgiving. And I repeat then and now the passage from the book of Colossians where the Bible says, and let us be thankful. Amen? And the Bible says, in all things be thankful. And so, uh, man, I tell you, I believe we can find something to be thankful for. Some of us, if we're not careful, we can have that attitude of, well, things could always be worse. Or how could things get any worse? But you know what? We need to think sometimes about how good God's been to us. Amen?